as we as proceed, we proceed to give you what you need. Get live, I didn't think we were gonna make it this far, <laughs> but we did. This is this is this actually segues uh, what we were talking about earlier about uh, how comics generally have a lot of really great ideas, yeah. And then if those ideas are actually executed, hardly uh, ever. The, which hardly ever happens. Hardly ever. Uh, and then they'll always be really half-assed, <laughs> just like the bad version of that idea. <laughs> I, I think why this came up is it was an idea you pitched to me because uh, I recently, I'm not sure if you guys can hear this in my voice, but I recently shaved off my beard. Which was sad for me because I had a really good um, Just For Men commercial zinger I was going to throw oh, at you. Oh, man. And you shaved your beard off. It totally blew my intro for the great Nick, Mr. Dog Holland. Ah, uh, well. But, you know, you look good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, I feel good. I feel good. Most of the guys have said, you look a lot younger. And then women have been like, that looks really nice on you. Yeah. And so it's kind of this like, so I'm just assuming most of the guys are jealous. But I do look younger, but they're probably also like, God, that guy's stunning. Yeah. You know, and, and they're just dealing in that. Right. But that's okay. So the idea was, when you told me, I said, because uh, we had a show that night. I think right. It was uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, it was the big showcase. It was the big showcase. We have the winner here with us today. We should mention that right at the get-go here. And and the uh, and the second place. We winner. do have the second place, which means and one of the losers also amongst <laughs> amongst us. One of the best losers. Though. One of the one of the biggest losers. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan Noel is it Noel or Nowell? Newell. Not Newell. Not Newell. That's the only. Comment. Noel. Noel. You could any of those three. Okay, Ryan Noel. The champion amongst the family. You guys debate that amongst the family. Oh yeah, yeah, it's contentious. <laughs> All right. Well, he is uh, one of our guests. We're of course uh, joined by uh, Weston Onru, our uh, other host here, and then uh, Beth Onru and their roommate Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. He's getting kind of cranky though. Yeah. It seems to be about this time of day every day. Every. <laughs> yes. I mean. Well, maybe he should get a job. I don't know. I think yeah. That well, have you, you ever thought about day. that? <laughs> you ever thought about that? If you got a job, he refuses to speak during this podcast. Not. He boycotted. He wanted to be paid to be on it. But we've kind of we're, we're, so into our third episode, and we've kind of decided that uh, our format is taking on more of like a Tonight Show, late night show vibe. Right. Where we have our green room, and we make our guests sit over in the living room. Mm, we're also supposed to be joined by, I think, uh, we should, oh, well, we're skipping, tell the idea. The beard story. The beard okay. story, yeah. So I, what I said was, you should save all that hair, because you had a big, full beard. It filled up the sink pretty good, yeah. It, it, and I said, save all that, and let's make a fake beard. And then you can rip it off your face at some point Probably during your set, and just blow everybody's And it was a hilarious idea. And, and your response was like instantly negative, like yeah, but that'll take a lot of work and like, some money. Well, probably. at that point, I still had to shave it off. I was like, I had to get home, shave it off, assemble this fake beard, which I, you know, didn't trust my. I thought would actually be kind of a disgusting thing to, of all of the of all the things to do with one's own hair. Uh, you don't think that there'd be that much disgusting about your own hair or something, but the idea of shaving it all off, 
picking it up out of the sink or like letting it land in some paper towels or something right. and then assembling some kind of fake beard seemed both challenging and gross. Yeah. And, I thought it sounded amazing. And then well so, and then you came at me so with my the counter second idea, yeah. My counter argument was let's just do it as cheap as we can. We'll get a, just a piece of paper, cut it out in the shape of your chin, and right. Elmer's glue all that hair onto it. Yeah. Tie a str- just make it look <laughs> make obviously it fake. And then you go and act like it's your normal beard the whole night. And if people say anything, you're just like, what are you talking about? This is, I've always had a beard. Are you crazy? <laughs> and that would have been good. It, it seemed like even more time, though. Yeah. It was going to have to go by string, you know. There was all this stuff that just made it. And so the thing is, though, is that if that had happened, who knows how it would have gone. But now that it didn't happen, it can just exist in our head as like mm-hmm. a beauteous... Yeah, and so, yeah, we, uh, we we have a lot of those types of conversations. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we did, and there's a million of these ideas. And in a lot of cases, none of them, it, except turns the out, it turns out that it's better when you don't do <laughs> yeah. them, I think. Because when you do it, it'll just end up, like, cheap and... Disappointing. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, you can only do, like, one or two of those, and then... So, we took a walk down and got some sandwiches before the podcast... Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do we want to talk about our drink choice? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We actually, uh, we both we got. We had a moment. We, and it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious thing. And there was a difference because I bought the fountain drink. And he you bought, bought the fountain. bottle. And, uh, but we both got Mountain Dew. We were in a Mountain Dew mood today. And it's like, this must. I never get Mountain Dew or pop for that matter. And I saw the yellow on the top of it, like through the see-through lid on his. And I was like, hey, what kind of drink did you get? And he goes, Mountain Dew. I was like. Pulled the bottle out of the plastic bag as to impress you. And I was impressed. You were kind of impressed. Right after that happened. I mean, well. Once I explained it to you, then you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess, truth be told, in all fairness, I wasn't that impressed. I could see it in your face. But, uh. Uh, Excuse me, sir, we're not ready for you, Uh, Mr. Noel. It's it's kind of a, a lesson for all our guests, too, for how hard it is for somebody who does comedy to sit in one place for 20 minutes and be silent. Yeah, I think... It's so, it has to just kill every person that sits in here, like, no, oh, but I had another comment that was funny. I yeah. hope it kind of riles them up a yeah. little bit, so they're like, they're like uh, By the time they get over, they hate us. been so. getting poked with a <laughs> stick, you know? Yeah. So you're coming off of a, a, quite a performance yourself, though, this week. On Friday night, even though you weren't a winner on Wednesday, like no, but I, I felt I won on Friday, though. <laughs> no, you won. I you won, won Friday. It was. It was. It was again. It was. A, it was a somewhat polite room. Uh, it yeah. was just. It was. Uh, it was. A, a, there were more comics maybe than civilians, and so that'll have an impact some of the times. And uh, and comics laugh, but. Often at the wrong things or in really sardonic tones yeah. or something, and uh, and I I really I engaged the civilian audience members that were there, but it was another set where it was like sometimes I have these sets and I'm like, it's possible that I'm either like breaking new ground here, or that I'm what people call a comedian's comedian. <laughs> Which, or when someone says, oh, they're an actor's actor, it kind of inherently means that other oh. actors or comedians like them. Only And that them. real people, yeah. real people generally don't, you know. Uh, but I, but I, uh, I laid down on the floor. You, you were laying for your entire, pretty much entire, entire. stand up comedy set. Yeah, which I thought was a cool. Just turned it on its head, really, mm-hmm. or on its back. Yeah. The idea of standing on its side. And I filmed it, so we're going to put it on, on YouTube. Oh, wow. And people can go, hopefully, find a link from this um, podcast. But uh, it was uh, very entertaining. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was actually, it was very much, it, I've, you know, I once recently I told my mother that uh, stand-up was kind of like therapy where you were allowed to right. drink. And nobody asked you dumb questions. And this was by far the most therapeutic uh, stand-up set I've had in a long time. So will this be a bit that you 
do again in the future? Or is this like a one-time Only therapy? when I feel like laying down, okay. I think. I, I feel like you look like you want to lay down a lot. Like, it's kind of your look. <laughs> I could I could go for a quick lay down right now. <laughs> if I just slump over, nobody be panicked or concerned or anything. I'm just resting my entire self. Because with the, with the microphone that we're using, you could lay on the floor. I could pretty still, much could lay on the broadcast ground. broadcast from the floor. No one would really know the difference, <laughs> I don't think. You might, might sound more relaxed. If I was speaking into the floor, that would just sound <laughs> kind muffled. Of a muffled you know? carpet tone? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll try that. Maybe we'll try that during the Maybe. interview at some point. Oh, a lay-down interview. Lay-down interview. No, I'll just lay down. I <laughs> think it'd be weird if we all laid down. What if both of us laid down <laughs> and spooned while we interviewed him? Well, I think that would be really uncomfortable for Ryan. People listening and probably can't, cozy for people listening. Uh, can't maybe see. uncomfortable for Beth though too. <laughs> I think. How would you feel about that, Beth? Uh, let's try it. Let's find out. Wow. See, okay. that's not what he wanted to hear. No. Well, you see, I just have this one concern. You got to work this out because otherwise, everybody looks like a jackass. A couple minutes into it, we got to figure out a fair, orderly way to determine the big spoon, little spoon. I'm big. Situation here. Damn. You so, see? Okay. It went. All right. Well, you know, I probably, I would probably feel protected. Yeah. Well, unless your hair gets in my face too much, then we gotta switch it up. Yeah, I got a lot. I did shampoo today. Yeah, but today that. is the one day of the week when I shampoo. And I only you shampoo, shampoo today, or you need to. I only shampoo Sunday mornings. Sunday morning. Unless I have a comedy show, and then I let it get extra greasy and just have one more day's filth. Nice. Uh, in there. I take showers every day. I just don't entirely wash myself. I think there's a big distinction there. I'm hoping that your head is the only place that you're not entirely washing. You're like, well... Well, you know, I'm on a schedule. (laughs) My feet don't need to be washed every day. Well, when you think about it, they're at the bottom of the shower, so all the soap that's running on, it's passing by them, too. But you gotta scrub off the stink. Yeah, no, that's true. You gotta get in between the toes... In between That's why the toes you rub every your day? hands together. You don't just put them... Yeah, every day, man. Every day? Every day. In between the toes? Get a loofah. I have a loofah. Do you? A actually. Loofah? Yeah, and now when I, like, uh, at, at both my parents' house, they don't have loofahs, and uh, and I don't feel clean. No. You know, washing... The, it's like, because all you're doing is rubbing soapy water... <laughs> On your dead skin <laughs> yeah. and hoping that some of it's falling off. But a loofah, you know that you really... You feel it. You're scrubbing it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel kind of a sting, a burn when you get out of the shower. A good burn. One of my best friends from college, um, I have two of them. They're both from Oklahoma. I don't know what it says about me as a person. <laughs> so you're from Kansas. Yeah. And, and one of them... Because we look down on Oklahoma, <laughs> they're like one of the top two. Missouri's the other. Right. They're just the shittiest... Pl- kind of like Colorado feels about Wyoming, I've learned. Yeah. And it, Weld County. And I've also, st- I would say Colorado feels that way about Northern Colorado, for the most part, talks a lot of shit about Weld County. Yeah. And when you go into Weld Greeley, County, it's Greeley. like, yeah, Greeley. You should give a shout out to Greeley. <laughs> what up, Greeley? So, my, yeah, there's Will interrupting shout as out usual. <laughs> I think he is shouting out. Oh, he's like, yeah, I love smelling like shit. Well, you know, a lot of people, are, what they're pissed off about is I heard... And this might be true, it might not, but depending on the wind, uh, and then there's certain days where they burn all the blood Mm -hmm. from the slaughterhouses there. And so when that really bad funk blows in from the east, because they think, at some point somebody even told me that it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so it was like that if there was a strong wind on a summer day moving straight yeah, it's west. It's straight death coming. That it would be just, I've, yeah, the smell of eviscerated death. And that you could blame that on the city of Greeley. Yeah, thanks, and Jeremy. that, that's inherently going to create animosity. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I think as soon as that happens, as soon as people are like, oh, you know how it smells like death yeah. and decay? Well, that's a town, uh, stones throw down the road there. <laughs> and everybody just hates them. So, my friend from Oklahoma, he only washes with bar soap. Home, on the road. He'll travel out here and go to the store to buy a single bar of soap in a little cardboard box. And like Irish Spring? Yeah, That's what Irish I'd Spring. always buy when I use bar and soap. And he left it here under my sink for the next time he comes. 
and, and I said, dude, just get a loofah. He's like, I'm going to use a fucking loofah. Like, it was, like, this offensive thing for a man but to even, scrub even, themselves But even clean. with bar soap, I, I'd still want a loofah. Yeah. Just because it's, like, you're not, unless you're, like, washing your body with lava soap, and you're just, like, <laughs> such a hard ass that you probably just, you know, sweat gin and, you know, uh. I don't know. Yeah. Unless you're washing with lava soap, you're still not getting the scrub. That's what I said. You're I tried to like explain a it. Slippery, waxy kind of. You're like. It's not a feminine thing to use a loofah. Is what we're establishing. That's ghost piece stand on this. I issue. mean, that's a, we're going to take a hard stand on. Hard stand. People need to use some form of scrubbing device when you shower. I've always been curious about maybe getting one of those uh, like loofahs that's on a stick mm-hmm. so I could like scrub my oh. back really good and I thought that that would be great and it'd be kind of like a nice little stretch like under the hot water too. And I've had a really itchy back lately that sounds and that's like Well, because how often are you really getting the small of your back? Good, You yeah. know, you're like because re- you're reaching all the different angles right. that you can try and get like the best but to get just a good sustained Back scrub thing. Oh, yeah, that would be Fuck. amazing. Fuck, wow. Let's talk about before we bring our guest on. Cause wait, wait. Time. He has uh, a lot. He, I, I we want to talk to should... him about some heavy issues. We do. So we need to wrap this portion. Okay. Up. Well, first, let's just open the phone lines. Oh yeah, yeah. Anybody wanting to call in today? Uh, it is one eight hundred G H O S T P E. We couldn't. That's Couldn't how many letters are in a in a phone number. So it's kind of ghost pe. Uh, but go ahead and call it. We'll take live call calls now. today. Um, live call. Phone lines are open. Oh, this is this is a podcast. It's not. It's not live. No, but I think it works the same. I think it works the same way. We'll try it. They'll ring eventually. People are okay. Probably just yeah. Still get the just, all right. Um. um so, but we should say how people can find it at okay. Ghost PP. Ghost PP. You got to spell the bodily function twice right. at the end of that. Ghost PP. Dot Potomatic. Dot com. Dot com. Or just go to Potomatic dot com and search for Ghost P. One word. Okay. There, there are two feeds floating around out there. And they're both us. But in going all forward, in all fairness, they're both us. But going forward, Ghost P. One word. Will be the the mm-hmm. feed that we are updating, and so. not the vegetable either. These are uh, supernatural urination. This incidents. is another example of telling people they're going to be looking at the other one all week. Like, where's the podcast at? Where is it? They and did that one. If they would have listened live, they would have known. But instead, this is the whole time. I wish someone dilemma. would call in so we could clarify this. But what can you do? Some <laughs> um, point. Should we bring on our guest? Well, no. First, we got it. We got to address uh, this guy is. The uh, the funniest comedian on the uh, west side of Fort Collins uh, for the month of month of March. What, be- so the title I think actually it extends his privileges extend into April. Uh, yeah, he's the king of April until in the end of April of of Western Fort Collins. Like everything past Shields is his domain, um, and uh, and so he won a contest. He didn't win. The contest. He did. Uh, and he also has uh, started a feud. Yeah. This is kind of... Oh, uh, we've got a lot to get into. This is the first uh, kind by of... By winning. By virtue of winning, he didn't know it. He didn't know it. But he didn't he, know what was happening to him by winning a as contest. As he won. Well, it's what comes along with fame, really. Well, he made a powerful enemy. He made a powerful <laughs> enemy who we hope to have on uh, next, next week. weekend. Yeah, next and we're going to get his side of it and to counter. He'll have a side. I think... <laughs> I think that Dan Jones has more of a side in everything, over everything, than anyone. Right. And so, uh, but but we'll see. I think that uh, now that uh, now that our guest has become aware that he is in a feud, I think <laughs> yeah. he's gonna start fucking throwing down. I think so. In his dry, witty sense of humor. Right. That will only sting another comic. I mean, it would only... I think the way... The things he's going to throw out there... Only used for evil. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Is this, that a pretty good introduction? I think, that, I think we're ready. Let's let's uh, bring him on. All right. And we're going to clap it up. Bring on our one and only guest. 
gonna walk ten feet across the room here. There Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Shaking you. Shaking hand. That's it. There's shaking a foot. How is how's the game going? I wouldn't know. I Beth, don't, you can go ahead I don't and, know uh, how to read. Change the channel. So. We also have a special screening. This is my own surprise for the room. Oh, uh, what? We're uh, we're gonna put on a special screening here of a movie that was recently talked about in one of our Uh-oh. sessions that we were just spitballing, and it became apparent to me that somebody I started a podcast with had never seen a very pivotal uh, movie in my life. Oh, my life. God. Oh, my and God. so I've, du- I've dug it happening. out. It's already happening? I've dug it out, and uh, we're going to have, just in the background playing for all you sitting at home, um, we're going to have Milo and Otis playing in the background. Wow. So there is going to be Cat Peril yeah. followed by Dog and, and Pugs Guys, and... Uh, I, Dudley Moore, which we won't I, be able to hear. But. I'm a humble, <laughs> I'm a humble librarian who works at a veterinary hospital. <laughs> do you know what you are about to do <laughs> to my heart and my soul? Uh, just for the folks at home, uh, I care a lot about animals, a lot more than I care about people. I'm not going to lie to you, and uh, this might be tough for me. This yeah. might be tough for me. That's why. That's why you made a big deal about. Are you going to sit over there? Yeah, it was because you wanted yeah. me. To I didn't want your back to the TV. Oh there man, we there we go. So, first question I have for our guests: What did you do with all the money that from your victory? Is it all gone already? I no, it's not all gone. Right? I, I Are bought, you even a comedian? Th- this is the saddest thing about it. Ryan wanted, came into a very large amount of cash this week with his victory. <laughs> for those at home, who one, don't, one, one hundred bucks, and I used it to buy plates for my car. That is how depressing. So it is go. gone. It's gone. Just about. Just about. I have a very... You have a mere pittance left yes. of your winnings. Yes. I have a very old car, so... They weren't... That that were you buying vanity plates? <laughs> <laughs> Respect life, Nick. What would it say? Com <laughs> King. Comedy King, yeah. C-O-M. Oh, my God. K-N-G. Com King. Asterix. Four month of April. <laughs> um, then you gotta buy new plates. It just says. Like, it just says. Fuck Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Front and back of his car. Did you have to buy? Like, are you saying you had to buy whole new plates? Mm. Like the plates have expired, or just no, re-register? Just the okay, just, the tags. Yeah. They'll get you on that. They mm-hmm. will. They, they will. will. And and I can't afford to be gotten. So. This, the, is, this podcast uh, is so close to like a right wing anti bureaucracy. <laughs> I was just, I was, it was a very bizarre. Are we in fucking Russia. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> it was, a, uh, you know, wake and, up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we are the next Infowars. Right. Uh, I actually, and I felt bad about this a couple days later but in the first podcast. One of the times when you went to use the restroom, I, uh, I said. Burned down a post office, Ooh. and I Talk actually I regretted yet. that. I regretted that uh, later. Yeah. You know, I think when I, I listen to burn a say post office, respect down. your federal mail carrier. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Go shake a postman's hand. You know, which reminds me, I have an apology to issue to Mr. Unruh here. Really? Oh. Yes, for, for beating me. For just pummeling <laughs> me in front of my wife, no, her one but friend that I do, she <laughs> I do have an apology. It was, it was from the week before, okay. And this was this was one of those social situations where I didn't realize a faux pas had been committed until well after. I have no idea what's coming here. Yeah, so I'm I had just gotten done doing a set at the Tarot's, okay. And Mr. Unruh, being Willis. Yeah, is he drunk you watch right it. Now? Will's, Will gets very upset when people mess with Wes. <laughs> he makes my wife hold him all the time. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. He I just mean, start, it seems well, I mean, platonic. We've kind of it like, seems platonic. We've, yeah. It's grown on all of us. Yeah. He's just a huggy it. guy. Yeah. You know? But you are as well. So I was leaving uh, the room. Oh my god. And Did Mr. you Unruh. leave him hug hanging? No, no, no. Oh. Did so, I hug you inappropriately? No. So yeah. Mr. Unruh comes up behind me and and grabs me. And Did you like, elbow him in the face? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. And he says, Ryan, you're so funny, and kind of gives me the, the squeeze, because this is the kind of gentleman he is. Yeah. And I was so stunned by the, the strength of his grip that in response to, Ryan, you're so funny, I said, 
You're strong. <laughs> I don't have any memory of the hug or the comment. <laughs> You're so, strong. And I meant that as, you know, full stop, different claws. But that is a very hurtful thing to say in response to Ryan. You're funny. Weston... You're strong. Well, I thought you were referring to my comedy. Like, you brought it strong tonight. You came like, strong. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, exactly. I you took it as a compliment. really funny. You have a face. Yeah. <laughs> right. You say words. You have firm <laughs> arms. <laughs> but that is flattering. I mean, I guess, like, I guess if somebody's going to not acknowledge my sense of humor... Then if they could at least pay me a compliment <laughs> instead, that would be that would be much better. So like, the reply statement. I really disliked your set, but you have very nice eyes. Yeah, I really yeah. like your jacket. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You're like, wait, is that what does it mean about my comedy? What? <laughs> I should have been wearing this up there. I, I think you're should making bad life choices, but that haircut. Yeah. No. It suits you. <laughs> the way you only washed your hair. Just this morning. Looks fantastic. I ran water through it. The revised statement, you are strong and a very funny man. Well, Not thank that you, you need me to validate that. No, well, you are a strong, funny man. Of course man. I do. I need all... That's kind of the idea behind the podcast is people come on and just shower us with compliments mm-hmm. to build our ego. Uh, Ryan? I believe Nick is doing something as well. What? I, I already paid Nick a compliment because yeah. Nick is, Nick is actually the reason I, I do stand up. So oh really? Yeah. In a roundabout way. Wow. Which is weird because we discussed how when he came on, you probably shouldn't talk as much because the two winners. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, and we were kind of hoping Ryan would have a hostile takeover and be like, uh, Nick, the funny people shut out. are uh, talking now. The uh, <laughs> the uh, sensei has yeah. become the pupil. <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's get, let's talk about that. Um, how did you how talk did about you starting? How did you win? Uh, I won. What did you do? Why do people like you? I think all of my friends are coolers. I'm, I'm starting coolers. To describe describe coolers for phenomenon our audience coolers. and versus the people who kind of sit in the audience and just bring the rest of the room down. And oh wow! I'm beginning to suspect that every time I invite people, they're not having a good time. <laughs> so your friends are kind of dark stars, but they weren't there Friday. They, weren't, they haven't been there. No, they were there at the uh, at Wednesday. They, yeah. they were there when money was on the line. Okay, oh. and I, I was relieved to hear that of the X number of people that came for me, only like two of them voted. Okay. So that was kind of that was cool. a relief, reassuring. Me, yeah, yeah, You're feeling like, a bit less like a shit, but because uh, you don't want to win solely on solely on on. I actually would it take a win so on that. I would take a win. I would back it in like, like 15 people Look at I know all and, these people who love me yeah. and fix this for me. But wow. The crowd was Feels weird, good. though. The crowd was Feels weird good. that night because they weren't having a lot of... Uh, they didn't like the dirty jokes. They didn't like was that the, the night we jokes. coined the phrase polite? No, we coined polite the week, a little bit before. A little bit before that. But, yeah. but it, was a, it was a docile... Mm-hmm. Very genteel crowd. Again, we like to use the term polite as opposed polite. to being like, those people fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. It just <laughs> maybe feels we'll like just edit that maybe out. Maybe they had a bad day. music in over it. But they had a good, they enjoyed their evening, but they just weren't in a laugh hilarious. Maybe, maybe half the crowd, you know, just got off of work and they all work at like a, a semen bank. There you go. And they just don't want to hear about dicks. Right. <laughs> they don't want to hear about junk yeah. at all. And mm-hmm. they just, I want a nice evening of like PG gentle comedy right what the fuck is that? Yeah. do you remember that one Pateros when that one cop came no was he a cop I think he was a cop it's, it's a got the sense man. that he was and a we're cop. doing a bunch of weed jokes and, and a, driving drunk and Gary Sixkiller be... did like a fuck the police oh. <laughs> like he just did like fuck the police two three times yeah. at the end and it was just like oh. it was like oh dear lord oh. he was sitting right up front too oh dear and he just looked like a cop and just I remember that night, but so let's talk about when. So Ryan, I didn't know that Ryan started comedy. Well, Ryan because and of I, Nick. So I'd like to hear. How, well, first of all, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, six months. Six months. Yeah. Well, and Ryan and I though met in playwriting. Play, yeah, we had a we had a playwriting class together, yeah. and that was. 
Fuck, how long? Was that three, three, four years? Maybe five. Maybe five years ago. Yeah, wow, yeah. A long time ago. And so, uh, but he, I was in the theater department, and, uh, well, and also I, I did some English stuff, but we never mm -hmm. ran into each other. Were you at school, English. too? You guys were yeah. in school? Okay. Yeah. And uh, both at uh, Colorado State University. Still, yes. Still looking for our first podcast sponsor. Let's go Rammies. <laughs> CSU. Go Rammies. <laughs> Yes, you um, might not be the people to ask if you're looking. No, no, lots of teenagers are listening to this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so we met each other in this playwriting class, smoking drug cigarettes and listening to the ghost pee. That's what kids are into yeah. these days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we had this playwriting class, and we both yeah. kind of realized that uh, you know because there were some people in the room. Well, because that was a class really got to know Sean Cummings, and he's yeah, that's right. He's a comedian. Right. He's down in Denver now, okay. uh, doing his thing. He's a funny guy. And then, uh, and then also Jared Baum was mm -hmm. a guy who was in the MFA English program, and he uh, he runs some uh, poetry readings over at uh, Crankenstein or some okay. reading yeah. type things, and uh, and I believe still teaches uh, a couple so. courses in uh, in the English department over there, and so a poet about town. A poet about town, and but it was basically it was very quickly evident who had a decent sense of humor in playwriting class and who did not, mm. because you'd get very much in like any sort of creative writing program or something, you get all these people whose plays were all about you know suicide attempts and miscarriages and all this stuff, just because they were trying to make it the heaviest possible thing right. that right. like it would be like a you know straight privileged white right. upper middle class girl who is writing about you know the uh the poor black the boy yeah. the poor the black boy who wants to come out as gay and is also thinking about committing suicide with, with ebonics written into the script right <laughs> but as she understood them as she like understood them Collins from white girl. E right. you know right and, uh, and so it was right. like um so it was very it was pretty immediately evident as to who had a sense of humor and who would be, like, pleasant to be around. And so, and then pretty much after that, I mean, uh, I've seen, you know, I knew Sean better. We were doing the whole theater oh, yeah. thing and yeah. everything, and he started up comedy about when I returned to it on one of my many triumphant returns <laughs> to comedy. Um, and... But then, yeah, I've just seen Jared and uh, Ryan around town yeah. for periods of time. Yeah. Well, we saw each other on campus, too. Part yeah, we did. We yeah. did. Yeah. And uh, so... Well, in the way the class was... So how did you guys meet? You met at school, though? We yeah. met yeah. in just this playwriting class, yeah. yeah. And the way the class was structured was that everyone, you know, we, we studied snippets of, of playwriting and technique and various, you know, great achievements in playwriting. But then the the culmination of the semester was that we were the entire time supposed to be working on our own play, play okay. and then we stage it at the very, or at least read through. Do like a through. staged reading, which is a very theatery thing with like music stands and scripts and right. people sort of doing the characterizations and they're standing up and they're reading off a page. It's right. It's a curious format. It right. is. It is. It's almost like there should be an accompanying animatic or something, mm -hmm. like a. But you get up in front of the class, you read off the... the and script. other people, too, came, I think. Yeah, we, some we people small audiences and yeah. everything. So what about your uh, meeting each other in college made you want to get into stand-up? Well, at the time, uh, Nick was doing comedy, and he mentioned that he was a stand-up. And, you know, I'd always loved the form, yeah. but, you know, I'd never, never known that there was much going on. And uh, being... A, a extremely lazy introvert going out anywhere just seems unthinkable. Right. So uh, he mentioned that he was doing shows around town. And I said, "Do you have any videos online?" And uh, no, because comedians don't have resources. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All lazy people, and we don't have resources. This was before everybody had an iPhone. Yes. So yes. only only the like. Yes. Cooler, more affluent kids had yeah. phones that had we, like good recording. Right. And stuff we on we them say and so. school. We were it was really a hay cart. 
Well, that was where they taught us. Yeah. It was yeah. a nicer yeah. class going on somewhere else. We all convened by the hay cart. Right. And, you know. and were learned. Right. Yeah. And, and Mystic Jim, the, <laughs> the train hobo, told us his secrets. Oh, my God. So did he have oh a video? God. No, that lobster's about to pinch that dog's ass. <laughs> We have uh, Milo and Otis playing in the background. Yeah, Milo and Otis. Oh, so the ducks are laughing at him. Yeah. God. yeah, this isn't something that's actually happening this in the difficult. room. <laughs> so, did he have any videos? You went and checked them out online? So, or? years years went by, and we we ran into each other every now and then. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. At various poetry readings, I would assume. Or... Just on campus, about town, yeah, like a yeah. handful of... Fort Collins is small and incestuous, so, you know, you run into people. Yeah, sex with them and their family. Yes, yeah. yeah. Everybody says that at whatever town, no matter the size. Oh, it's just an incest kind of place, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Some, it's just how right. much they literally... People are so anyone. backwards here. <laughs> right. yeah. And this is, this is why people on the East and West Coast think very poorly of the Midwest, because they, they don't understand we mean that, you know, in a more conversational way. Right. The, the, oh, you see people often. Other people kind of thing, say right? things like, oh, yeah, there's a neighborhood or a community, yeah. and then... We choose to say things like, it's really incestuous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think down on Colorado. I'd run into Nick while I was fucking my brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. But often, it was weird. It was like, what, what are you Dude, doing again? Uh, this, is just... my, this is my porch, man. I've told you this. Get the fuck out of here. Serendipity. So when but, did uh, you decide to take the jump and go up for your first time, and where was it? Uh, well, it, so there was a local um, video production group. I don't really know what they do, but Hi-Fi Tech. Mm-hmm. And for a while, they were filming just comedy sets. I don't think they're doing that anymore. They came or, and did it like one day, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah. And they, so it was they just filmed, like, oh, hey. Like you and Birch and um, Kevin Bennett. I think Dan Dan might have gotten filmed. Yeah, Dan did. And Dan uh, did. Mutt might have gotten filmed. That's right, that's right. And then they stayed around. Uh, French Accent got filmed. Right. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so Nick finally had a video. And okay. He just sent it to me on Facebook. Or And this was about this time last year, I'd yeah. say, like to give us a better sense of time. So okay. Yeah. Time's elapsed. I've occasionally wandered into Ryan... In doing depraved incestuous acts just around right. town, just, and just, uh, but I finally have a video. Just my local diddling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Loveland. So. I right. uh, nothing else. Love land, you love know. Land. Uh, it's the law. It's the fucking law. <laughs> who said? Who had, somebody had a joke one time. They were like, I think they should change the name of Loveland to Fuck Town or something like that, <laughs> just to stick it to Fort Collins or something. Like that. <laughs> What? It just made it extra vulgar, I so that would offend Fort Collins. Like, ah, oh, I think that might knock the uh, <laughs> the Valentine's Day. They're gonna drive down the fuck town. I don't think I don't think people are gonna drive to Loveland to have their their Valentine's Day. I think it would be stamped with fuck town. I think it would be an entirely different group of I people. Would. Yeah, it'd be a, a different clientele right. that would. Right. But I think you'd probably have more people. Yeah. Yeah. Less old people. Yeah. Yeah. Less old people. Well, it's funny because the the mascot of Loveland. I don't know how many people know this, but the mascot of, of Loveland is like Dan Cupid, who's this little Valentine's Day cherub with a bow and arrow with chaps. Okay, just assless <laughs> chaps. And they wouldn't even have to change it. It's oh, a fuck town. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Just, they wouldn't even spend a fortune <laughs> changing everything else, but Dan Cupid could stick around. Okay, so for anyway, <laughs> we so, wander. I mean, I swear to God, we wander. This this really isn't like that complicated a story. Like <laughs> a lot of comedians have really good origin stories. You know, this this is pretty. So he posted the video. I was, you know, well, my life's not doing anything right now. My <laughs> comedy, and uh, you know, watching the video is like, oh, there's a community. There's there's a you know. He's like that guy's not that good. He saw he no. saw the video and he was like, "That guy's not that good." No, that wasn't I you. Could get up. There. That wasn't you. It, watching you was like, "Yes, Nick is brilliant. Yeah. This is this is awesome." Watching there was another guy who don't, had a video. Don't name. And I won't yeah. name don't names. Don't name names. Don't names. Names. But it wasn't any of the people you named. 
Okay, good. But good. It, yeah. It, it, you guys so are in the safely, clear. Yeah, okay. Uh, honestly, it wasn't anyone. It was Dan, though, wasn't it? We're going to get into that. But I think what we're establishing three episodes in is that everybody who's doing stand up comedy basically had the same reason. Like, I didn't have much going on in my life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. All my other creative yeah. endeavors had failed. Yeah. Well, well you know... Uh, I'm sorry, continue. No, that's the end of that sentence. Uh, uh, well, you ended <laughs> it with an end. Time. And so, I mean, I guess that's just end, dot, dot, dot. dot, dot and dot, then, yeah. like, yeah. palms up, shoulders shrug. Right, right. For me, it's... it's, And I still, like, occasionally do plays, you know, going to be starting rehearsals and so I'll be making out to last stand-up comedy and that is so exhausting and there's so many moving parts to a theater production and it's like they can be really rewarding to do but you're depending on other people you gotta show up to rehearsal every night and then some nights like you know especially if you're in something with a big cast some nights they'll barely work with you, but you still have had to be there. Right, right. Well, and that's, so that's one of the big attractions to this as a creative form too. Is that it's the overhead is so low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need a special kind of equipment. You don't need you know particular technical skills. You, you can just go and do it. And it's, and when you don't want to, when you're like, you I want to. a night off, you don't. Then have you to. don't. That's have, true. You just don't that's go. True. Whereas you know, if it's if if the show's that night. You, know, you got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Comedians are the only group of people who are really glad when you come, and they're really glad when you don't come. I mean, it's like they're yeah. completely like, right? Oh, good, less people tonight. Well, yeah. what you're telling the time. audience is that uh, it's a waking dream. Yeah, being a comedian <laughs> is just an endless, endless parade of of praise and wonder. Oh yeah, everybody get into it. So, <laughs> yeah. It's don't plug it's up the open mic nights right. <laughs> or open your own. Yes, uh, that's what we need more open mic nights <laughs> more open less mic showcases nights. Less, more open less mics. and less yes. showcases yes uh, alright so where did you fact, go first if we could just have one show that lasts all week <laughs> which is an endless barrage just an endurance tight five run, yeah. tight five too yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's gotta tight be tight five, five. And 500 people. Which, if you're me, count is six and a half. I think right. everybody knows my type five is six and a half. Well. And, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's not going to go, huh? It's part of my signature. Yeah. So where was your first time? Hody's. Hody's half note. Yours was the first? Hody's? Uh, was the first one no. I knew about. You, did, you were doing them before. Well, so I did them. Somebody else just recently told me Hody's is their first. Yeah. When I started, Hody's was... Yours, was no, I did Pateros first, and I that's why Pateros is my favorite, I think. Yeah. Yeah? It's like, oh, the first time I ever did it. I did, for a while, there weren't really mics up here when I first started to do it. And I was doing a lot of, right? I was doing a lot of improv, and then occasionally the improv guys and I would hype each other up, mm-hmm. and we'd drive down and we'd do the Squire Lounge, oh, yeah. which has a rep, and Jack was talking about it a little bit, mm-hmm. and... That's a place where I heard Roseanne Barr theoretically right, burst right. into tears. And it was this hipster bar on Colfax. Yeah. And we would do, and it was so intimidating and menacing and unpleasant. But, <laughs> you know, the title of your guys' podcast. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of the, the Dark L? No. Okay. Oh, no, like in Scottish pronunciation or something else? Uh, well, it's actually, it's, it's in some Scottish pronunciation. Not well. Well. Doing his best Scottish. (laughs) His hatred of the Scots is legendary. It's it's a weird tick about the guy. Yeah, I mean he's really cool once you get to know him. Back back in our heyday, Will and I were at the that one of Capote's black and white parties. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a soiree. You know, you guys have both aged really well. well. You know, him especially. Him especially, yeah, and. He waltzes into the room with Adrian Barbeau on one arm and and a pre-Woody Allen Mia Farrow on the other. Good. Good. Swank You want want pre-Woody What are you guys talking about? Will. Will. Shut up. And so, Will's (laughs) hatred of the Scots. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's... And it's a little bit prejudiced, but, little bit. yeah, but yeah. not against not against the things that'd be really bad to be prejudiced against in yeah. this day and age. I think you can kind of be passively aggressively against the Scots, 
Yeah. Uh, and like the check. And it there's just, a couple of things that you can make up stuff and people is, wouldn't know any different. Yeah. just make stuff up. Well, 100 years know, back, maybe. some charged racism with the Irish. But now, yeah. no one gives a shit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so, Irish. so Billy Connolly was, was, you know, conversing. Okay. In the grotto. I don't remember who. Who was he talking with? Uh, Probably Norman Mailer. Because that guy was at all. Oh, man. Norman. The mail dog. But he tosses it over to Will just to see, you know, hey, some repartee. Let's let's right. play. Let's do yeah. it. They're talking. And Will just shits <laughs> on the spot. Did, like, did, he shit, did he shit himself this is what I or think did he pull his pants down and defecate? <laughs> I don't know if he had that kind of motor control. Oh, uh, he never had. That's never yeah. been his strong point. No, that's yeah. never been his strong point yet. Just, just crapped himself right there. It's like, <laughs> whoa. Hey, you know, everybody go look up on YouTube uh, when Rip Torn uh, attacks Norman Mailer with a hammer. It's great. It's about 11 minutes long. Is it's one of my anyone... favorite things. I've actually, when I directed a play, I directed a play once, and first assignment, before they even had to read the play, because I was still cutting the script, I was like, you guys watch this at least once, because this is drama. And Rip Torn, who used to not be the fat old man that he is when you see him in Men in Black, he was like a crazy, muscular, young guy actor. He's still pretty crazy, too. And he is still crazy. A few, like four or five years ago now, he uh, broke into a bank because he drunk drove home. And he thought the bank was his home. And then he couldn't get in. And then he broke into a bank. He didn't steal any money or anything. He was just there drunk and confused when the police showed up. He's he's a beast. But there's not a lot of people Norman Mailer didn't get into a fight with in the 70s. Yeah, but how many of them hit Norman in the head with a hammer? (laughs) And also, Norman Mailer tore off part of Rip Torn's ear. They were able to reattach it. Guys, so I'm Tyson telling you, was unoriginal great footage, great footage. Actually, Mailer, Mailer tore it off with his hand. <laughs> when you think about that, it's like, Jesus. take that, Mike Tyson. <laughs> he actually, he just separated, he just separated the, the top portion. He just using yanked it off, but great footage. Wow. There's also footage of it on the internet, uh, of it set to Keystone Cops music. Well, um, what I was telling him was that Ghost Pete, the title. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, uh, speech pathologists in, in my life for some reason. And uh, they, they've told me about the dark L, which is just this sound that certain, certain uses of the word L make. So it's, like, cool or wet. Whereas, like, lease is a much more, it, your tongue is much closer to the top of your mouth. Um, I might be butchering this, but I don't We're getting know. into phonetics now? We are. We are. <laughs> I've taken a class or two. Yeah. He's back, everybody. He's back. When hey, I uh, first heard the I'm title... I'm out of ice, so make whatever, but it's not going to be very cold. When I, when I first heard the title Bonk of the podcast... in the freezer if you want something chill. Okay, sorry, go ahead. When I first heard the title of your podcast, I thought, oh, Dark L, the ghost pee. The ghost pee? As, yeah, like, there's the dark L, and then there's the ghost pee. <laughs> oh, okay. Like in New Mac. Oh, or... okay, so you totally went, uh... You totally went phonetics. I did, yeah, it's... it's. So, um, Nick's, Nick looked it up, and there's actually people out there who believe that ghosts are peeing in their house, like on the carpet and stuff. I think you guys talked about that last week, didn't you? Yeah, we did, yeah. but we wanted your take on it. My take... What do, you, the, what do you think on the ectoplasmic yeah. urinators? I think more likely there's probably an issue with the pipes. Okay. Do you think there's a? Do you think that this is a phenomenon but, where people sleepwalk and just go pee on things? Well, I do think it's admirable it? that they immediately revert to the simplest. Yeah, solution. a ghost. Simplest possible answer. Right. That there are such things as ghosts, and that they pee on stuff. So okay. I totally forgot that Milo. Or Otis. Which one's the pug? My, I think pug. Otis is the pug. Okay. I forgot that he rode a sea turtle. Yes, Otis. What? He's about to ride the... No, he was he riding the sea turtle. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen this for a while. But he rode a fucking sea turtle. Man. Well, that's great. It's probably not Otis. I mean, it's a Japanese movie. So it's probably like Okanuji or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Anyway. So now that we're putting this out on the table... Neither one of you guys believe in ghosts. No, I, I believe saying? in something. Um, you believe in something? I believe in things. <laughs> I totally I, have conviction. I don't like to label it a ghost. <laughs> I don't want to say there's no such thing as ghosts. I'm, I would say that the evidence put forth 
by cable television um, is less than convincing. It makes it harder to believe in ghosts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, There's I was, a bunch of idiots running around in the yeah, dark with night vision cameras was I, The same thing with religion. It's like if they would stop doing that, it'd be easier to believe in religion. Was I just having like this, all of your efforts are making believe less. I was just having this conversation with somebody, and it was about uh, aliens. Yeah. Was it was it with you? It was that it was that everybody on the TV show Ancient Aliens. Oh yeah, sounds and looks fucking nuts. Yeah, some of the information they present is like fascinating stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but them and the way they do it and this and that, it's like, it's, it, dude, watching that show is watch like yourself. Watching. It's like watching science die. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the scientific it's like, process, the burden of proof, all of that just. Shit on. This guy, <laughs> this guy is so into aliens that he hasn't bathed himself, shaved, or Why? gotten a haircut for the past three months. What does that have to do with describing yourself? <laughs> I shaved. I shaved okay, earlier this okay. week. What does that have to do with aliens? Not showering, shaving, and washing. Well, I'm just saying that that's the scientists all, they have on all. that show are never exactly people. That you feel encouraged about, like I want his input on the scientific method. Yeah. It's like that guy. That yeah. guy looks insane, and yeah. he's saying it, and he's purporting theories that are easily dismissible as insane. You because know, he's a nutcase. aliens are God. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody's just like aliens are God, haven't you seen these? Cave carvings, and he's looking at you just like wild eyed and like all mangy. It's like I, you just really like. Well, and the thing is, he wants to bathe. He gets in the shower, he starts scrubbing, he's like, This is vital time I could use to think about aliens. Yeah. You know, uh, if he had one of those things with the long handle, it the would loop streamline the, the process. Handle, it would really yeah. distract him for a few minutes at least, yeah. but exfoliate a bit. And then... Yeah. I don't know. I, but I feel the same way about people that believe in and argue for ghosts. Yeah. Where it's like this thing where it's like, it's a fascinating concept. And it always turns out that the people that have devoted their lives <laughs> to arguing for it are utter whack jobs. Have, well, and it is similar to religion in that, like, I don't know, the aspects of divinity and, and things that cannot be weird things attract weird people or conceptualized yeah. Yeah. by by humanity anytime we try to like classify that and codify that as something more solid is immediately when it stops meaning anything. So. yeah yeah it, well that and that gets down to like it's like analyzing the plot of a david lynch movie if you, you need not do it. Well, if you I don't get that reference shit. either, listening crowd. <laughs> okay. Ryan and yeah. I do. Uh, it's turn, it's hey, time for the uh, smart people to hey, talk. Uh, guys who've taken classes I'll bow out. in things like phonetics and playwriting <laughs> are, uh, are talking. I'll right sit now. and listen politely. Yeah. Will is actually a He's very unruly. Lynch filmographer. He actually... I, you know, Will actually, he once told me that his favorite was Eraserhead. And really? I don't know if he was just bragging. Really? Because I've tried Eraserhead a lot of times yeah. on a lot of substances, yeah. once or twice even sober. I've made it about two hours into Eraserhead, but I've never made it through the entirety of Eraserhead in one sitting. And he told me it's his favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That guy is on some next level things. He's, he's on another plane. Uh... In that way, Will is basically an enlightened being. I mean, he has except for the laws of motor skills, I right. think. At some point, it's right. like he had to trade that in. I mean, it's a very Buddha-like physique. Yeah, he does. So. He does. He's large, soft man. Portland, and he yeah. also really seems to enjoy when you rub his belly. That's the other he does. crazy thing about it. He I've smiles, always assumed that the drools a little. Yeah, I, he drools a lot. Let's be honest. He's a drooler. We yeah. we ignore it. We just kind of let it go. Polite company ignores I've actually had a dental hygienist comment on my my, uh, copious salivation. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know how to take that. And they said, oh, it's a good thing. It it balances the pH levels in your mouth. And it's like from the expression on your face, this isn't a good thing. (laughs) No, she was just disgusted by it. But medically, she had to acknowledge it was a good thing. Right. It's like medically, you urinate the appropriate amount. (laughs) But... It's is this some of your own pain? <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of goes back to the pee stories because I, I have plenty. So I was wondering, you know, if 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 you guys think it's possible that a ghost 
could urinate in your home. Well, you see, that's exactly why I asked you guys, is because if I was something like a ghost, and unless I was trapped, you know, in some of the films where the ghosts seem to be doomed to have to, like, mm. loop through the same mm-hmm. shit over and over and over again or something. Um, that though, But if I was a ghost that was, like, malicious and wanted to fuck with people, mm. like, instantly, the first things I'd be doing would be, like, you know, pissing in Defecating, the orange juice. Right. Uh, like Little Monsters. Shitting in yeah. shoes. Do you guys remember that movie? I do. Yeah, Red yeah. Savage? Uh-huh. Yeah. Was pivotal in my upbringing. Throw up in pockets. my worldview. Uh, I did actually have a theory. Putting shit in people's pants while yeah. they're just sitting there. And also yeah. all of a sudden people are just like, oh my there's God. Shit there's shit in my pants. <laughs> shit in my pants. And having known. <laughs> and knowing. I that, didn't do this. Knowing that. <laughs> them absolutely knowing that they did not shit. But then suddenly becoming aware of the presence of shit in their pants. Now that is a whole. Can I say something? Because they would never be able to be like, I didn't do this, you guys. I I don't understand. I feel like we should say that we're going to trademark this idea for a semi reality TV show in which we as the ghosts, (laughs) we as the ghosts. Shit, like, that's the show, is that we act as, well, you know, well, ghosts. I think, I think we're getting way off track because it's ghost pee, not ghost shit. But then it's yeah, like but, a conversation you know, about what like, you would do as This is the podcast. This is the podcast, ghost pee. Once we get our show, it'll be like, right, we, could, we could totally do a season the, of ghost poop. We could launch the it The TV into, show based on the podcast. Into whatever ghost bodily function. Yeah. I think they have function. all of ours and some extra ones. Probably. Right? Probably. Like, like ectoplasmic discharge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when people tell stories about having, like, green, gross-ass shit, it's like, it was a ghost. Yeah. That wasn't your shit. I you just got ghost-peed. I you had just a, got ghost It sounds like what this. you're describing to me is Slimer yeah. from the movies. <laughs> I had a joke about this that I tried out one time on stage, and it did not go well, and I've never tried it since. Good. Now tell it again. Yes. Yeah. So... What what if ghosts are just the the incorporeal forms of the mentally challenged? Okay. Because you figure what ghosts do is just, just kind of roam around and bang things and moan, and it's like what if <laughs> they just didn't? That's, that's just, what I'm saying. Is I wouldn't want to be one of those ghosts. Yeah. No. No. Like just, oh. <laughs> There's some waiting to jump out at you from a right. mirror. Like, what kind of existence is that? Yeah. After that, <laughs> I hope they run my name through times. So I hope they run my name through times. How many decades are you sitting in that mirror, just like? What kind of asshole ghost sits in a mirror? Yeah, from the times of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for you to say Candyman three they, times. Like, did what they kind die of dick? in the bathroom, dead, dude? Yeah. Move on. Did they yeah. die it's in the bathroom or like what? Makes it a mirror. Is there like, ghost rummy? Like, how are you killing? Does, Does it do deep? ghosts just know? They're like, well, I'll go wait in the bathroom because uh, the mirror acts as a magical conduit between the spiritual and physical world. Duh. Duh. I think so. Hand you that book as you're dying. Well, that's and the Beetlejuice like, hey, book that they hey, get. At the yeah. And when they die, they get the Book of the Dead. Yeah. That, what was it called? Something. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be books. even better if it got issued to you before you died. And then if oh, you die too suddenly before you got it or anything, you could you read could the study. book. And depending on how well you read and studied, you could be like an awesome ghost, like yeah. a fucking poltergeist. Because poltergeist, is, again, it's like, why are you that pissed? But it's awesome. Well, like everything that poltergeist can do. Pissed, but also very petty. It's like, it what did that silverware do to you? <laughs> what, right? What? But... I don't know. A poultry like that guy. It's a good way to describe ghosts. That guy, get over it already. Jesus, you're dead. Move on to the netherworld. Oh my wife killed me. (laughs) Well, so did a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna. So many people. I'm gonna play, and I'm excited for it. Great. And it's actually it was also a novel and a movie, Uh, and it's ghost play, and I'm looking forward to doing it, but. So I've read the script a handful of times, and I just finished reading the novel. It's uh, The Woman in Black at Bob uh, Lou, opening May 31st. Uh, and, yeah, some of the times I'm just like, you know, so The Woman in Black is, she's a fucking ghost. Right. right. I right. think we're all a little bit ahead of that. I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't 
seen the movie or seen a staging of it or anything, but it's theoretically like the longest running play on London's off Broadway or something. Okay. It's really running continuously since like nineteen eighty eight or something. Oh. Uh it's based off this novel written Back in the the Halcyon Days nineteen eighty eight. Back once upon a time. <laughs> In, in the eighties, in an age called the eighties, the year of our Lord nineteen eighty-eight. I always go. I always go the fear and loathing, the year of our foul. No, the foul year of our Lord. You got to throw the word foul in there. Monsters all. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they see the dinosaurs. <laughs> and this is another episode of comedians doing lines from Fear and Loathing badly. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Stay tuned next week for when we do the uh, car scene. We're driving in the <laughs> desert. Oh, Toby Maguire, man. He, uh, <laughs> he was great in that. He was great in that movie. Nick watches a lot of movies. That was a beast of a performance. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the kid they pick up. He was. Freak out. Oh, he was the and kid. And Christina Ritchie oh, yeah. is, the, uh, yeah. is the young girl that uh, feeds a lot of acid to. Yeah. Uh, I could go on. Elliot Stabler, Detective Elliot Stabler from uh, Law and Order Special Victims. Wait, 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 wait. Before you tell me, I do know where he's in the movie. Let me think. Where? This is like a contest he's, now. Oh, uh, you want to say it so bad. Let me think. I'm quiet. Extra points for the character now. I'm quiet right now because I have absolutely no investment in this. Fuck, dude. What? Where is he at in that movie? All right, go. Uh, his name is Sven, and he's the gay the hotel desk clerk. clerk. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's not letting Damn the cop it. in. I'm sorry, sir. But <laughs> Elliot Sadler, he's such a badass. He's I'm such a badass. Order, man. I don't watch Law and Order. I've been watching it since a child. I own season one of the original Law and Order. I think do we still on that? Wow. I think that shows. I theorize that show is only on the air because of that noise. Dum, dum, oh yeah! Just, quietly, everyone. It's Maslow's principle. It. You know, yeah, they think you think you're involved. Maslow's. Maslow's. Dude, dude, I get. I tried to sound smart with all these fucking. Maslow. Oh, Maslow sounds like an evil wizard. <laughs> That's what we're doing this episode. Maslow's principle. Maslow's Matlock's principle. All right, multi. Well. The pee of shame. The pee of shame. <laughs> a ghost pee in and of itself. What if that pee just keeps happening over and over and over until yeah. he resolves that shame? What if the Again. ghost is his dignity? Mm. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, he can't. Uh, he can't pee the fruitful pee of the righteous. Hey, did you know uh, Jodorowsky just released a new movie? I heard this. Yes. The I can dance of the Unreal or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're also releasing a documentary on his it's Dune. Dune, which yeah. I'm very excited for. Uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, go check it out. We've totally hijacked it. We've just made it yeah. the arts and culture hour. <laughs> which is fine. Hey, you know. It's kind of what we're after. You're going to bring on an erudite motherfucker yeah. like Ryan Noel. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think we're, we're, yeah. we're reaching territory of, and we're just going to do podcast planning talk on air. Okay. Um, well, we're going to have to split this into a two-parter, I think. It might, and we're going to well, save up a little bit. we recorded for a while. We recorded for a while. Yeah, but not 20 minutes the... worth. What I'm saying is mm. we're going to... Because I know you have a lot of acting stuff coming up. It'll be nice to build a little bit of a library. So maybe release one this okay. week. Okay. We could still keep... We'll record Dan next week. Because we haven't even got into Dan yet. I feel like that's a right. good oh, part true. two of that's the true. podcast. Is the right. I was warned there'd be... So next week will be like part two, the feud or something. Okay, yeah, that's good. And then we can record oh. with Dan, or we could release one of Dan's and have him be like, and then do the two part twos where we really get into two the part feud. twos. Yeah. So the yeah. the two feuds will be. That's like, like that's a whole storyline. I feel I mean, like I'm at a disadvantage with this because you're going to get his side of the story. And I have yet to hear what that story is. No, no, is. I think we're going to do... <laughs> it's just that you won. It's just that you won. The only reason he hates you is because you succeeded. <laughs> That's very important. He doesn't want other people succeeding. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. a little bit better. It's just that, yeah, it's just that... <laughs> no, I want you to succeed, just not quite as Just good not as... on the Dan Jones level. Right. You know, and so I think, like, I mean... 
Because honestly, I really like your Kermit the Frog joke. Here, let's plug some shit, and then we'll, all right, uh, we should okay. plug some. Let's stuff plug some shit. Yeah. What do you got, Ryan? Plug? You go first. Uh, well, Weston and I have a show the fifth. 5th of April, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Opening with, uh, up for uh, the Four Horsemen. for the Four Horsemen. That should be really cool. Woof. Yeah. Woof. I, I, I was saying with like two or three people left, like, okay, so Ryan won this yeah, thing. Yeah, we, Who's getting we second? were all talking about that. You can no, ask people. I was actually no. already saying it. Like, Ryan won. He did that We great. knew that you I, won. Because no, going into it, I was like, this one, I don't know. This isn't, I don't think this is going to happen. Well, I told you afterwards. I was like looking down the list, like I could beat them, I could beat them. Oh fuck, Ryan's doing it. Yeah, yeah no. I'm between between one. Nick, uh, Dan, Disney. Uh, yeah, there's. I there's, mean, Richard's been the on show in December lately. is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be. Good. We already have Con- we have Connor, we have Mike, we have Ryan, and then we have nine other people. It's yeah. probably going to involve Disney I at feel some like point. Connor has been like cursed with the worst timed sets. I mean, he's one of the funniest guys in Fortnite. He really is funny. In my opinion. And he always either goes on first with a rowdy crowd or last with a rowdy crowd. Mm -hmm. Or a polite crowd. Or a polite one. All right, so that show, your clean comedy show in Denver. Yeah, that's uh, April 9th. And then I think I'm on a showcase uh, April 16th in Boulder. Okay. Oh, cool. Illegal piece. With Tobias? Um, No, I think it's Dylan Ames' thing. Okay. Um, thing is Dylan Ames hasn't like sent me any confirmation I just was told through Richard Kennedy because I think he's getting on there as well so I maybe uh, Twitter handle just uh, recently new to Twitter new to Twitter yeah resisted it for so long okay. uh, uh, all one word of course Ryan Noble-esque um, if you don't know how to spell ask I don't know if I have anything to offer. you can tweet at me or Nick to get Ryan's Twitter handle if it's too much. Because we have so pre- I have eighty so plus precious. followers at this point. No, you cannot I'm if you 80. can't spell my Twitter. You cannot be on my <laughs> yeah, Twitter. Don't you fuck. don't deserve don't. Nick. No. Plug something. Uh, plug yourself. At K Colland, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, um, the Mystical Colin show again. Yeah, when's can't fucking sell that. Uh, this Friday at the Terrace will be this uh, No, next Friday at the Terrace. Love it. Love it. Who has hurt all mankind?